0: Yes, it is a comedy. Now, eventually, the literary sequels to The Hitchhiker's Guide brought the book so much further than the radio drama had ever gone. Douglas Adams wanted these later books to have their own radio drama adaptations, and he picked Dirk Maggs to make them. Sadly, Douglas Adams died in 2001. He didn't live long enough to hear these adaptations that Dirk Maggs produced for the BBC a few years later, it was a huge honor for Dirk to work on that series, because back in 1978, he was a young engineer, just starting his career when The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy first went on the air.
1: It was huge, because, well, culturally, across the country, it was huge, because they, they really didn't think it was going to get much of a listenership, so they put it on at half past ten at night, when most of the, you know, the world was going to sleep, or, you know, Pretty much in the 70s, they were too. It was not expected to do much business. And by the third week, the listening figures they were getting back were through the roof. So they, be, they, they finished the six half hours over six weeks. And then they immediately, pretty much immediately repeated them. And it did even better business. It struck this amazing nerve with
0: people. It was really a phenomenon. Why do you think it works so well as an audio drama? Because, I, I, you know, eventually the books, you know, eclipsed it. I mean, I actually did not know that the radio drama came first. It was only I only learned that fairly recently. So um, but why do you think it works so well as a radio drama initially? I think Hitchhikers worked as a radio drama
1: for the reasons that it really didn't quite come off either as a television series or as a movie. Because if it had really worked as a TV series, there would have been a second series and a third and a fourth. And if it had worked as a movie, there would have been sequels to that movie. Whereas it's gone to a total of six radio series, five of which are completely based on Douglas's work. And I do think that it's sort of living proof of how the only medium that can really feed the imagination with such a vast subject uh, is audio, because the brain is the greatest CGI computer on the planet. You can have, you know, millions of zigawatts of storage and what have you, and RAM and so on and so forth, and amazing machines that do stuff. And, you know, you can have Pixar's render farm a thousand times over. But there is something about the human imagination